Welcome to Unrefined Women. I am your co-host, Agnes. And this podcast is an ongoing dialogue between two sisters on the topics of spirituality, religious trauma, mental health, family, and feminism. Usually our podcast is between me and my sister, Margaret, but just because I think we wanted December to be more of a laid back month with the holidays and just a lot of new transitioning like happening between the two of us, we decided to tone things down and have shorter episodes and more personal episodes. So um, two weeks back, Margaret released a solo episode all about seasonal grief and what she goes through when the seasons or the holidays come around and the seasons change and the weather's changing. That's honestly a super beautiful episode. I think she was very, very well spoken. So if anybody is curious about that episode, please go back to two episodes down from now. I don't remember the name or the number of the episode, but go ahead and go check out that one. Um, and then we also did have another one um, where we were just going, just touching the surface of educational trauma. But enough about those episodes. For this episode, I wanted to keep things just like a little bit personal. Um, I mean, it, this is my first time really like recording my own solo episode. I'm definitely like a little bit nervous just because it's very different from talking to myself versus talking to like, you know, Margaret through FaceTime or however we do record our episodes. So I do have to keep the conversation going by myself. So um, hopefully you guys like it. Hopefully this episode um, speaks to you and there's good and valuable information and what I have to say. I hope that everybody had a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful new year. And actually, so today is the, let me check, the 26th is when I'm recording it. And this episode comes out on the 28th and the 27th is my 20th birthday. So this is kind of like a birthday special. Um, So Monday the 27th. So happy birthday to me, 20 years around the sun. Um, I just wanted this episode to kind of revolve around some things that I've gone through, um, but actually mostly around the fear of rejection in a non-romantic way and imposter syndrome. So just kind of those two things, I feel like more so right now, I'm definitely struggling with those two things and I just want to talk about it. I don't really have like answers or I'm not here to be like, here's how you save yourself from rejection and imposter syndrome, but more so what are my symptoms and just kind of speak about it and bring awareness to it. So I hope everybody enjoys today's episode and I'll see you in a little bit. So I've spoken on this matter a few times throughout the podcast and I don't want to get too much into it just for legal reasons. And I think that this whole topic is just a little intense Um, So as many of you know, I did go to a private high school out here in Phoenix. I recently moved to Phoenix with my partner and um, we moved back. So I've just been, if anybody wants to like know, just please DM me on Instagram or something because I've lived fucking everywhere. But I recently moved back to Phoenix and I did go to high school in Phoenix and I went to a private school. Um, It was kind of co-ed. So we had some classes were separated through gender and then other classes were together. So this school was, um, 
SSPX, so Society of St. Pius X. I hope, I mean, actually, I don't hope that people know what that is, but it's basically like a small little section of Catholicism that is very strict and very rooted in traditional Catholic values. So go ahead and look it up. It's just very, very strict and confined and very, now I'd like to say very cult-like. A lot of people would fight me on that one, but it literally fits the description. Um, I went to this high school. That is where I met my partner, Patrick, and I had a lot of experiences there. I like again, I'd probably have to go into that into a further episode of like what really happened going to, I was there for about a year and a half um, attending the academy and it was my sophomore and halfway through my junior year. And when I went to the school, I really tried to be a good student. I, I remember my sophomore year, I was very focused. I was very driven and I wasn't the smartest person just from my background and the things that I had gone through previously with like being homeschooled. I was not the smartest girl, but I was very, very driven to learn. I was in a sense like addicted to education and that's kind of how I feel now. Um, Right now I'm in college full time and I feel very drawn to learning and you know, I'm not the smartest person by any means. I still struggle like sitting down and studying and writing a paper but I want to learn like I want to understand things and I had this sense when in the sophomore year of high school so I did succeed academically throughout that year however when I was going back into my junior year that's when things kind of started going downhill um I think it was December or late November of My junior year, I had found out that my grandmother had passed away back in Chicago. It was an extremely traumatic experience. So my grandmother who, well, my grandparents who were on my dad's side, um, my whole family, we're still very close to them. We do not, you know, really associate ourselves with my father. However, his parents are amazing people and I really saw them as my parents. I even now still speak to my grandpa Joe and they are very much like very special people and all of our lives. In 2019, late late that year, I had found out that my, or sorry, uh, late of 2018, Jesus, I'm like all over. <laughs> I had found out that my um, grandma had passed away. I was not expecting it. It was very sudden. And I was told by my physical ed teacher in front of the entire class that she had been taken off life support And I had found out that she had died in front of the entire class that was watching me. It was extremely traumatic. I had very severe panic attacks in front of a lot of people. It was not um, appropriate. It was traumatic. It was just not okay, I think, um, for anybody to do that to someone. I don't think that that was fair for me to find out in front of... it It was humiliating, to say the least, honestly. Um, But besides that, that really kind of led me down this um, road of not really caring anymore. I also earlier in that year had a really bad breakup. I just was going through a lot of things. That's when Patrick and I started dating and, you know, we couldn't really see each other a lot and we were just going through a lot and I was just getting really angsty and 
angry at the world and I started slacking a lot with my education. I wasn't, you know, the most academic person. I started falling behind in my classes. Nothing too severe, but I definitely had like C's and D's. Like I think I was, I can't remember what passing was at that school. I think I was passing like all of my classes, but I was not doing like the best. So this kind of led down to this whole road of the school eventually, I don't know how to like really word it because they didn't expel me, but they like quote unquote let me go. They basically spoke to my mother and was like, Agnes, well, okay, this is so fucking ironic, but they told my mother that I just didn't have like the right personality to attend the school, which first of all, I don't know how private schools legally get away with that shit, but it, in a sense, they had rejected me and they had basically told me that I wasn't the right person. I couldn't, you know, I didn't particularly like the school, but I loved my friends and I loved the structure. I I wanted to learn, but it felt like a slap in the face to find out one day that I was no longer allowed to attend and my mother needed, needed me to be withdrawn from the school. So now in my life, I have been going through a lot of imposter syndrome. So just to give a definition, I found here on verywellmind.com, um, imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. So it's basically thinking that you are a fraud and not thinking that you are capable. It's kind of looking at yourself like you're a joke and, you know, you don't have anything valuable to say. And I know that sounds like very harsh, um, but then again, I'm, you know, on social media, I may look like I don't go through a lot of things, but I do. And I think it's a very common thing for humans to feel very, very deep and dark emotions. It's not really, I wouldn't particularly say it's like a scary thing, but I think it's a human thing. And I think that we need to start, instead of being scared when someone comes to us saying like, oh, I'm having these dark thoughts, instead like be open about it and understand like how human that is. Off with the tangent, but... (laughs) Basically, I just have been feeling like very incompetent and not feeling as like strong in my values. And I've been struggling a lot with my spirituality. I've been struggling a lot with patience and moving into a new home is scary as hell. And now it's like I'm a full adult now. Like in the past, I had a lot of support from family versus now like this is the first time that my partner and I have our own home. We recently also got a dog, which I'm sure a lot of you know, if you have a dog, it's so incredibly hard when you first get the dog and they're not fully trained. It's it's like having a baby. It's very, very hard. And I started kind of going down this road and, you know, I still am on the road of teaching myself like new ways of being patient and um, just going through things like coming home and not having time to myself because I have to do things like clean up after the dog or clean up after myself or do the dishes or eat or cook. You know, it's exhausting. And it made me kind of fall away from a lot of spiritual practices or spiritual beliefs and just really kind of losing touch of all of that, which then started making me feel, you know, the sense of imposter syndrome. So I was kind of thinking about this whole sense of imposter syndrome and why I have it and what is really the cause like the cause of it 
you know, something about myself is like when I see an issue within myself like arise, my first thing is what the fuck is causing it? And I will look and look and try to find it. Usually when I find the cause, it doesn't really fix the issue, but at least I know. I definitely think that's one of my strong suits and I, you know, I'm very, very grateful that I have that self-awareness in me. But I really rooted it back to this whole sense of being rejected by the school. I'm not saying that they, you know, caused this issue and they turned me into a fucking bitch or (laughs) anything like that. However, I think that there is something very traumatic about telling a 17-year-old girl that she's not good enough for the an organization or a system or I wasn't good enough to be close to my friends. I wasn't good enough to get an education. I wasn't good enough to be accepted into a system that I tried so hard to fit into. Now I look back and I feel relief that I was able to get out of that system and leave that school. And, you know, who knows who I would be now if I had continued being in such a toxic and horrible and abusive place. But it was still hurtful being rejected. So recently, I also had a situation with a family member where they had told me that they didn't really feel comfortable having a relationship with me because I had such different, such a different lifestyle and which, you know, I'm not some crazy different lifestyle person. Like I live my life um, in a normal way, like any other American would, I guess. But I just, you know, I don't conform to religion. I'm not religiously married to someone in a church. I'm not, I, I live with a partner that I'm not, you know, religiously married to, but married to in in an organized religion. I guess we could say that, but this has caused a lot of tension with just the people I've known in my past that, you know, do have different values and morals around living with partners or, um, you know, contraception or, uh, the not going to church or whatever, or the clothes that I wear that has been such a huge, like, I think barrier between the people that I used to know and who I, who I am now and the relationship we have now. So unfortunately this did cause like a very large rift in a relationship with a family member that I had where that family member had basically flat out told me that they no longer wanted a relationship with me because of the different lifestyle that I had. This broke my heart. It it really hurt me. And even now I don't ever, I don't really want to talk about this person. I feel, I just feel hurt. I think that it's just like a simple sort of like rejection hurt. And that again had led me down this road of imposter syndrome and feeling like I wasn't good enough. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us know this feeling of, when you put in so much effort, whether it's school, a relationship, or what a job, whatever that may be, and you just put 100, 200% into it, and you still don't get anything back. You were not good enough. That is a shitty feeling. And I felt that when that family member had told me that, you know, I simply wasn't good enough or that our lifestyles didn't match enough for us to continue a relationship. 
I felt that way when the school came to me, a school that I didn't particularly enjoy, but it was home to me because that's where my friends were. That's where education was. That's where my daily structure was at. That's where my partner was at. I couldn't have that because I wasn't good enough. My efforts were not good enough. That made me feel like shit. So now I, you know, quite frankly, I feel kind of angry. Like now I look back and I see the way that it affects me in negative ways. I, you know, having um, a low sense of patience. I, you know, I'm going to call myself out. I, I'm extremely impatient. I'm not diagnosed with anything, but, you know, I do have ten- OCD tendencies that I, you know, have run in my family where, you know, things aren't clean and I just like I have a panic attack because my house isn't clean or something isn't like working. I'm not in control. These are things that come up and a lot of it I feel is just like this crushing feeling of rejection and imposter syndrome, which then causes me to have like control issues over, you know, my house not being clean or someone not doing something correctly or the dogs acting up or the dog pees on the floor. Like it just it really triggers me and it's it causes a lot of pain for me because I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm just like you need to get it together you know and really to kind of break this all down I think that a lot of the guilt as well as spiritual guilt that I've probably was probably derived from organized religion and I follow a lot of people on Instagram or watch a lot of YouTube videos or you know, even talk to people that are very deep into the spiritual community and I can look at their lives and be like, they are, they seem so patient and they seem so okay with not being in control. They seem so okay with rejection and so okay and um, confident. I think confidence is a huge thing as well. Not feeling like what you have to say is not valuable. I really think that spirituality sometimes can trick us into thinking that we have to be this way and if we're not then we're doing something wrong that's where I have struggled in the last few weeks and since I've you know really transferred into this completely different life I mean two months ago I would have not have dreamed that I would be where I am now and I feel so grateful and so lucky but a lot has changed and it has made me feel guilty. You know, I'm not reading as many books. I'm spending more time on my phone. I act out in um, inappropriate ways more. Like I get angry easier. I, you know, I, you, you know, I'm not like the easiest person to live with. And shout out to my wonderful husband who puts up with my bullshit sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's about self-awareness and even having these conversations right now. I, I really don't have any answers. I think recording this episode today was actually really hard for me to like really sit down and have this conversation because I'm like, I don't have answers for anybody. I I can't come on this podcast and say, this is, this is how you fix imposter syndrome. This is how you fix rejection. This is how you fix um, having uh, OCD tendencies or anger issues or any of that. Like this is how you fix it. I don't have I don't have those answers. I wish I I wish I did. I wish that I could have you know come on this podcast and given you all of this valuable information about how to become a better you. But I think that that's just simply not the human experience. And the human experience is 
self-awareness or parts of the human experience really is just self-awareness and seeing these issues and finding out where they are rooted in. And even if you sit with it for years, however long, knowing, you know, this caused this, which then causes me to act this way, you can know that for, you know, your entire life, but never actually fix it because it's hard. It, It really is just fucking hard to be human. But I think there really is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, a lot of us fear aging, but sometimes I'm excited to age. I, you know, try to live in the present as much as I can, but sometimes I'm like, I look at old people, not all old people, but some old people, and they really seem like they have just reached closer and closer to enlightenment or closer and closer to answers and they just know how to like let things go. And I think that's the beauty in old age. Um, I think there's a beauty in rejection and, you know, things really do turn out the way that they're meant to turn out. I think there's a beauty in imposter syndrome. I think that at the end of that tunnel, we learn how valuable we, you know, we really are. And the words coming out of my mouth mean something. And the thoughts that I have in my head mean something. And the messages that I am sharing with the world mean something. Even if I have, you know, I, I probably have like what 300 followers on Instagram I or you know I'm so grateful for everybody that does listen to our podcast and watches the TikToks ahem, that are mostly Margaret because I'm not creative in that way um, but I you know I really feel grateful and I'm you know sometimes I look at myself and I'm like shocked that people even want to hear my voice but you know I think there really is a light at the end of the tunnel for all of this I don't have the answers but you know, it's all about self-awareness. So I hope that everybody enjoyed today's episode. Please today go ahead and just look in the mirror and give yourself some love. Even if you feel shame in the deepest, darkest way, or you feel embarrassment about yourself or any of those feelings, or you don't feel good enough. I've been there. I feel that all the time. you know, just because I'm a voice through your speaker or I'm a face on Instagram, I, that doesn't mean that I don't go through those things even on a daily basis. So please give yourself some love, give yourself some recognition. Even if you don't really feel it, just tell yourself that you are not a fraud. You are confident, you are beautiful and you mean something and your words mean something. Your actions mean something. Your existence means something. And last but not least, for my gratitude prompt, today I am grateful for, this is always really hard, (laughs) I am grateful for adjustments. I have really gone through a period of adjustment the last, you know, month and, you know, I'm working in a new field right now and as like what I would call like a stepping stone dream dream job at a law firm because, I'm going to college for political science and I would hopefully really one day love to go to law school and I think that's something I'm really passionate about but it really was an adjustment like getting used to working the nine to five and the schedule and the sleep and the making sure I'm you know meeting my my um, necessities or my um you know just taking care of myself and being there for my partner and being present and just really being able to incorporate all the things that I need in my life, like into my schedule. But honestly, now, you know, I'm like three weeks into this whole new schedule and I feel really confident and a lot better. You know, I 
as caffeinated as I am throughout the day, I'm able to function more and I'm getting used to the schedule. So I'm very, very grateful for adjustment. And I hope that you guys are able to find adjustment in your life and um, adapt to the different changes because changes are beautiful and they're scary, but they, they really do mean something. And I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. I hope everybody has a happy new year and you know, don't set too many expectations for yourself in the new year because you will get there one day. Trust me, you will. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. We believe in the power of taking even one minute a day to breathe and find gratitude in the little things. Wherever you are, if you are able, close your eyes, take a deep breath in and out and reflect on something that you are grateful for today. We are so honored that you could join us in this discussion today, and we hope you have a beautiful week. If you enjoyed today's Unrefined Woman podcast episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. To check out other episodes, please visit our website at unrefinedwoman.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. To stay in the loop and receive access to additional content, please follow us on TikTok, username unrefinedwoman, and on Instagram at unrefinedwomanpodcasts. Special thanks to Walter Birdsong for the album cover, Margaret Rainey for our podcast music, Andrew Cioni for our gratitude prompt music, and Sean Butcher for editing and production. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.